The Mystery and Tragedy of the Renfield Four, a senior thesis by Connor Aisling. Content warnings for this episode include death, screams, audio distortion and static, anxiety, and mentions of destruction caused by a snowstorm. All right. Aisling, are you ready to present? I believe I am, yes. Great. Everyone else, stay muted. I don't need to say this, but be respectful. Write down any questions you have, and there will be an opportunity for Aisling to answer them at the end of their presentation. Aisling, whenever you're ready. Uh, Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Connor Aisling. And what I'm presenting for you today is my senior thesis for communications, broadcast radio. Many of you have probably heard stories, or at least mentions, of the campus ghosts centred around the Renfield Library. And since it's the ten-year anniversary of the Renfield Four's deaths, I wanted to explore that story in depth. This is a subject that's intrigued me since I've started school here. I'm a big fan of horror, and I wanted to focus on the storytelling aspect for my major. Being a broadcast radio major, I decided to use an audio-only medium for my project. The Renfield Four were all participants in the psychology department's study, and so they were all being recorded on the night of their deaths. That audio was sent to the police, but the psychology department retained the original copies. Of course, they didn't use those students' recordings for the study. My friend, Laura DeGato, is a student in the psychology department. While she was backing up old files, she came across the audio files from that study. With the emphasis put on the importance of primary accounts, I wanted to use these originals as the base for my project, and obtained permission to use the recordings for my thesis. I listened through the recordings, all of which were nearly 30 hours long, as they had recorded until the batteries ran out, and edited them down to what was relative to the story, which took... Some time, the long stretches of silence and walking and note-taking make for great background noise while doing homework. (laughs) And so after I cut it down, I organised it into what I felt was the most cohesive narrative. I then researched the stories and the theories and the other things that have come out of the tragedy. With all of this combined, I assembled it into a concise audio documentary of the incident. Here you go. Friday, October 28th, 2011. Four students at Rue Mallory University passed away on the same night. Their names were Brett Bennett-Smith, Thomas Brandes, Colette Coley-Monroe, and Dana Nicoli. The cause of death for each was determined to be a heart attack. The strange situation led to further investigation, and it was found out that each of them was missing their vocal cords. No surgery scars or cuts were found on the bodies, and they were all using their voices right until their deaths. But how do we know this? Well, each of them was a participant in the Rue Mallory Psychology Department's study on the effects of work and daily struggles on the mentality of students. This study involved wearing a recorder for a 24-hour period and periodically verbalising one's feelings throughout the day. 
The mysterious deaths and missing vocal cords led to the students becoming something of a ghost story. They were dubbed the Renfield Four after the library where they were found. Rue Mallory students tell of demons in the night, ghosts, and other ghastly tales inspired by them. In this audio documentary, we will look at what happened to the Renfield Four, primarily featuring clips taken from their recordings for the study and the legends that have come out of the tale. Before we start, I would like to note that these clips have not been altered, but have been cut down to only include relevant sections and to remove extended sections of silence. If the contents of a cut section is relevant, it will be noted. First is Coley Monroe. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm Coley. Colette, but I prefer Coley. I am a freshman here at Mallory. I'm pre-med. I'm the first person in my family to be going to university, and I'm really hoping to make them proud and do well for myself. I'm headed to class now. Um, sorry. This is a little weird. I hope this is what you're looking for. It's been pretty stressful so far. I tried to start here last spring, actually, but it, um, it didn't work out. But I am here now, and working hard. All right, I've got to be quiet now for Chem 1, so I guess you can listen to the lecture, and I will tell you my feelings on it afterwards. After this, Coley attended three lectures, chemistry, anatomy, and composition. She did not include many emotional updates, just that she was a little tired, but ready to get some work done. The clips pick up from when she went to the Renfield Library at 5 p.m. I'm going to try to get this report for Chem done. I am incredibly behind in everything, and I really need to catch up. I'm not leaving here until I get this done. Then I can go get lunch. Uh, dinner now, I guess. That's the incentive. Let's go. is late. Oh, that is late. The library closed hours ago. Shit. Oh, please be open. Please be open. Shit. They already locked and barred the doors. I could probably get out, but I would set off all the alarms probably. Or I could get out through the... roof? Or... no, that sounds really unpleasant. I do not love heights. And I don't know how I would get down. I... I guess I am staying the night. And maybe tomorrow. Or... no, 
I can call campus security in the morning. They'll let me out. I hope. <sighs> Worst places to spend the night, I guess. I guess I can try to get some sleep. It's late, so... No, I don't think I'm going to be getting much sleep here. It's pretty creepy being alone here. At 1.59 a.m. With most of the lights off. Except for the creepy little emergency exit light. Casting everything in a nice red glow. I feel a little like I'm being watched. I, I don't... So I, um, I'm just gonna talk for a minute. Makes me feel a little less alone. You know, I, um, I actually had a bit of a breakdown at the end of the last semester, uh, when, when I tried to do the spring semester. It, uh, <laughs> was not great. I had to take a break from school. And that was fine. Good. It was good. It was nice to have a break. No pressure. But now I am really behind and I need to catch up. I just don't want... I want to do well and have it all work out. But that's just how it goes sometimes. But now I am trapped in the library. At least I won't get bored. I can read as many textbooks and old academic texts as I want. Hmm. You know, I was almost a history major. It, uh, I was always into old war documentaries and... <gasps> Jesus, what the heck was that? Did... Is somebody... I, I, I need to get out of here. No, I... I should go and... and, and, and help them. I... Oh, shit, I... I didn't realize anyone else was here. But... But I guess... They probably... A, a bookshelf could have fallen on them. I, I need to... I need to go help them. Okay? I think it was this way. It is... Oh, goody. It's through the student art gallery. With the horror theme up. That's not creepy or unnerving at all. Though, I suppose this is meant to chronicle my emotions. So, to be clear, it is definitely creepy. And I am feeling very unnerved and afraid at the moment. Hope that helps. Okay, I... <gasps> Jesus! Just a... Just a smoke alarm with a blinking light. It's good. We're good. I'm fine. Oh, moving right along. 
I... I... Oh, no. Oh, my God. Hello? Are you, are you okay? Can you hear me? There's, there's a stupid... Uh, I, I think... He's, he's collapsed. Unconscious. I... I need to call 911. thought I was alone. At this point, the recording became too corrupted to properly listen to, even with audio cleanup. After about an hour of this, the audio clears up, but all that can be heard is ambient noise until the recorder ran out of battery. The next one is from Brett Bennett-Smith. Like this? Yep. Great, thanks. 24 hours of the Brett Podcast. Get ready. Right. Okay, who's next? All right, guess I should introduce myself. I'm Brett Bennett Smith. This is my first year here. I'm a running back for the Rue Mallory Peppercorns, known as the Spicy Peppercorns. It's a great team, and we are going to kill it in the game next week. Over the course of the day, Brett attended an English lecture and a football practice. It is worth noting that the psychology student he interacted with at the start of the recording is none other than Dana Nicoli, one of the other victims. The following clip picks up at 8.46pm, when Brett went into Renfield. Gotta find the best spot. Perfect. Massive library. They won't even notice I'm here. So Rush Week was at the end of September, right? And I was very into this one fraternity, Rho Upsilon Epsilon, or Pi. A lot of people on the team are joining, and I love those guys, so that was some extra reason to join too. One thing is that Pi likes to have some fun with the new pledges, so big challenge is for us to pick a building on campus and hide in it overnight. Bonus points if you stay the weekend. So, that's what I'm doing. You're supposed to do it on your own, so there's a whole claim list and whatever. I chose the library, seems comfy enough. Way too big of a place for them to check everywhere, so I won't be caught either. My girlfriend is a student worker here, she is such a nerd and I love her, and told me that nobody really checks anything beyond the main area after it closes. 10 minutes until closing. Last chance to check out any books? Reminder that the Renfield Library will be closed on Saturday. Thank you and have a good night. Great. I'll chill the next 10-15 minutes until everyone's cleared out and maybe have some fun. All right, everyone is gone. The lights just got turned off. It's pretty spooky in here with the lights out. Yes, beat that level, beat Thomas's high score. I am a champion. 
It is uh, about 1.45ish. I slept for a little bit. <laughs> Guess you could hear that. So I am awake now, but I am also bored. So here's what we're going to do. Marcy, she's my girlfriend, fucking hates the guy who works here on Sundays. He is a total dick to her. So I want to do something to make his life a little miserable when he comes in. I'm thinking, why not rearrange these books? Who needs subjects and author names when you've got colors? <laughs> it's as good a system as any other. Reds with reds, blues with blues. I'm sure he'll have a great time resorting these. Because fuck that guy, right? Oh, uh, well, uh, sorry about that, I guess. Huh? Did you... I'm not sure if that picked up on the recorder, I was, uh, but I think I heard earlier. something. I seeing you around. Let's go check it out. I don't actually spend a lot of time here. If I'm here, it's generally just to hang out with Marcy and distract her on her shift. I honestly end up just doing my stuff in my room or in the locker room before practice since I'm already there. So... I haven't really been around most like of this building. It's fine. Big. Uh, 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 bigger than it looks sorry. on the outside. Um, it's not the nicest place, but it's not bad. It is kind of creepy with the lights anyway. out, though. I think it's I... coming from in there. Do you hear something? Oh, jeez! What the- Hey, Brad! What are you doing here? Me? What are you doing here? I called the library, dude. Oh, right. Weren't you staying in the chem building? <laughs> no way. That place is haunted as hell. Fair point. But yeah, I'm sorry if we scared you. I wasn't scared. Oh, whatever, man. And how about you? What brings you to the library? Just avoiding my roommates. Didn't think this place would be just as full of annoyances. Oh, you wound me. Shut up. Well, I'm Brett. Nice to meet you. We met this morning. I know who you are. I'm Dana, since you clearly don't remember. Right. Sorry about that. You two are friends? Um, uh, yeah, something like that. Sure. Yeah. We know each other, at least. Right. Well, we probably shouldn't hang out much tonight. Wouldn't want to mess up the pie challenge, right? I'm gonna go back to my corner. You two have a good night, I guess. Same to you. I'll try to avoid you as much as usual. Hey, what can I say? I excel at challenges like this. Gotta do it better than you, at least. Speaking of which, you've got to check on your high score. Yeah, I'll regain my title soon. Sure, dude. Wait, is... I thought someone was behind me. Like, eyes on me or something. Hello? Thomas? Danielle? Or, uh, Dana? Is... I thought someone else was there.
At this point, exactly like Coley's, the recording becomes too distorted to make anything out. There is a loud static screech shortly after this that may have been Coley's scream, but other than that, nothing can be made out at all for the next hour before it clears up. The next recording is from Thomas. <clears throat> hey, I'm Thomas Brandeis. An old friend of mine is helping run the study, so I thought I'd participate, try to reconnect. It turns out she was pretty busy setting people up, but hopefully I'll run into him later. So about me, um, I'm on the football team. I'm an economics major, might go for a minor in English. Yeah, I'll let you know if I think of anything else, I guess. Start of the day, I'm feeling good. I've got a lecture over in Isender, so I'll update after that. Cool, I guess. Thomas attended two lectures, Intro to Economics and English. English was the same lecture as Brett, and they went to football practice together before separating the rest of the afternoon. The next clip picks up when Thomas is walking to Renfield. I'm heading to the library now. The new fraternity I'm joining has this whole thing where you have to stay overnight in a building. Not, not the dorm, of course, that would be too easy. They're not the biggest fans of loopholes, so I figured the library was as good as place as any. It's big, has a few reading chairs that are pretty comfortable. Hello. Hey, you close soon, right? Yep, at nine. Perfect. Thanks. Was that? Uh, I I I think I heard something. <sighs> Hello. No, oh, Thomas. Dana, what are you still doing here? Me? You scared the shit out of me. Why are you here at two in the morning? The the fraternity thing. Why are you here? Avoiding my roommates. And how did you get in here? Tunnels. You tunneled? Into the library? I knew we hadn't talked in a while, but clearly you're more changed than I realized. No, you doofus. I came in through the steam tunnels. They've been off limits for a couple of years now, but students used to use them to get around campus during the winter. I've got the lovely privilege of being told about them by my sibling who went here. There's an entrance in the history section, which is very convenient. I was hoping the library would be empty, though. Oh, uh, well, uh, sorry about that, I guess. Sure. <clears throat> um, I was, uh, actually hoping to run into you earlier. I missed seeing you around. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have acted like a dick. That wasn't even me. No, but it was your friends. And you were there. You didn't say anything, and you didn't stop hanging out with them. I got the message there. I can only be friends with people who respect me more than that. Like your roommates? Uh, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I don't really know what you expect me to have done, but um, I, I should have done something. I'm not really friends with those guys anymore anyway. Uh, I want to patch things up with you. 
It's more complicated than that. I... I think it's coming from in there. Do you hear something? Oh, jeez. What the... Hey, Fred. What are you doing here? <sighs> Me? What are you doing here? I called the library, dude. What followed was a repeat of the conversation heard in Brett's recording. For brevity's sake, conversations captured by more than one recorder will only be played once. We pick up after Brett leaves. He seems lovely. He's actually a nice guy. I'm sure he is. Well, I'm gonna go off and find a quiet corner to sleep in for a little bit. If that's alright with you. Yeah, I should. I should probably do the same thing, I guess. Shit. That did not go well. Note for the psychology study. I am currently feeling shitty about that interaction. Oh! What was that? Was that Brett? Shit! I, I should go help him! Or... No, 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 no. I, I should get the hell out of here. Shit. Where did she say the tunnels were? History, history. Right, 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 right. I, uh, I just need... Uh, um, shit, fuck. Um, wait, is someone... D D Dana? Is that you? Dana! Or... Who, who, whoever you are, I, I can feel you watching me. What the hell's going on? I, I need to get out. Then I can worry about this. First, uh, first, uh, first, get out. Then worry. Oh, okay. One watching me. Like all the others before it, Thomas's recording becomes too distorted at this point. There is what I believe to be Dana's scream shortly after with a shriek of static. And then there's nothing for about an hour. And then, silence. The next, and final recording, is Dana's. Alright. Hello. I am probably going to be the one who ends up having to sort through all of these, but I will introduce myself nonetheless. My name is Dana Nicoli. I use she-he pronouns. I am an indentured servant to the psychology department at this lovely university of ours. I'm going to be very busy getting people set up with recorders and explaining what the deal is with the study, we're paying people and really attracting the broke college student crowd, so I will update you on my emotional state as we go along. To start off, I am, um, tired. I am exhausted. I have so much extra work to do for this department because we have so many opportunities. Back to the salt mines. Feel free to listen in. Dana spent the next hour or so helping students get set up, including Brett, as you heard on his recording, and Coley. 
After that, she spent several more hours in that building doing other miscellaneous tasks, organising files, digitalising them, etc. He went on to two lectures, Experimental Psychology and Anthropology 201. The next clip picks up around 1.40am, when she was on her way to Renfield. Emotional update. I am feeling very annoyed and tired and aggravated. I was meant to have a single room this year. I always have a single room. But instead, I have not one, but two roommates. Technically, I only have the one, but her on-again, off-again partner is there constantly. It is hell. They are having some whole arguments in our room at one in the morning. It is hell. So I am going to go sleep in the library. Oh, there's a reading nook with beanbag chairs and my name on it. I know a tunnel entrance in my building, and it is the most convenient thing ever. No more running into people on the way to buildings. Just pop into the tunnel like the mole I am. say this is the first time I've needed to stay at the library, but alas. It, it's not so bad, though. I like the library. It's quiet and full of books, and I get the whole place to myself. Sweet, sweet solitude. Oh, Hello? Thomas! At this point, Dana talks to Thomas and then Brett, as heard on their respective recordings. We pick up after they separate. He is so infuriating. Oh, I want, I, I miss being his friend. Oh, but he needs to figure out where he's at and stick up for people. I'll try to talk to him tomorrow or after the weekend. I believe him that he wants to try to be my friend again. Maybe he'll be more willing to listen now. Well, here is my nook. I am exhausted. Good night. What? What? What the hell is? Oh, nope. No, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not staying here. I'm going. I am going.
And like all of the previous recordings, the distortion takes over. It continues for an hour until it clears up to the empty silence of the library. And that is all we have from the Renfield Four. Despite them being recorded right until their deaths, the recordings are not very enlightening as to what exactly happened to them, or why. Due to the massive snowstorm the following day, the campus lost power and was closed for several days. There were numerous car accidents, and many students were stuck at home if they'd been there for the weekend. In the chaos and with the buildings closed, their bodies were not discovered until Tuesday of that week, preserved by the cold. Among the student body, there was far less public awareness of the deaths. Theories passed around, of course, so it became a rumour that people whispered about across dorm halls or in the cafeteria. The rumours took shape and became ghosts. A popular story was that Renfield, a mad ghost, attempted to consume the lives of the students to sustain itself, something that clearly took inspiration from R.M. Renfield in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Another story superseded the previous in popularity when the news that the victims were missing their vocal cords came to light. A demon that steals voices, that wishes so deeply to be heard, that it reaches into the throats of its prey to take their voices for its own. A being made entirely of eyes, or sometimes of teeth, with no mouth of which to speak. It was called Wren, taking the name of the library, and people would often hear mentions of it around Halloween. It even became a superstition in the theatre department to not go into the library before a show night, lest your voice be taken from you. Sometimes, the Renfield Four became additions to the story of Wren. They would try to keep students away from the library, making the lock sticky when trying to enter, or causing power outages to keep it closed. Other times, they were its helpers, luring potential victims away and into the waiting teeth or eyes of Wren. It is interesting that Wren is described as being all eyes, because the recordings were not publicly available at the time, but the description seems to fit so well with how they all thought they were being watched right before the end. It is impossible to say what really happened to them. And stories are simply stories, but stories also have power. So, ten years later, we remember the final stories that were left behind by the Renfield Four before their tragic end. There you go. Thank you, Aisling. Are you ready to take questions? Yes, I... Wait one second. Hello? Sorry, I thought someone was here. You know, maybe I'm just being snooped out by my own project. That's quite surprising, considering how much Liz getting how memorized. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry about that. I'm not sure what... Right, it seems they disconnected from the call, but what? I, damn it, oh, let me try and reconnect. Oh, oh. Hello? Hello? Someone there? Oh, I, I, I you thought you understood.
This episode was written by Anna Stein with script editing by Risa. It was directed by Rashika Rao with dialogue editing by Lindsay Zana and sound design by Daniel Young. Music is by Kai C. Aisling was played by Daniel Young. Coley was played by Lindsay Zana. Brett was played by Anna Stein. Thomas was played by Risa. Dana was played by Marnie Warner. And Professor Rowlings and the library staff were played by Rashika Rao. Transcription was done by Risa. Thank you for listening.